This week on the AEW Weekly Roundup, we dive into the announcement of AEW New Japan Forbidden Door, news from Dynamite, Rampage, and more, another round of our AEW Q&As, and a brand new helping of Bad Take Pancakes. You can follow the show on Twitter at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send questions to us at BeautyXTheBeard at gmail.com or on Twitter using the hashtag AskBXTB. If you see any bad wrestling takes on Twitter, tag us using the hashtag BadTakePancakes. And if you enjoy the show, support us with a five-star review on iTunes. This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things. All Elite Wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. With your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of the Beauty and the Beards AEW Weekly Roundup. I'm Woody. I am Sarah. The the main thing we're going to talk about this week uh, is, without a doubt, Tony Khan's major announcement. And I know everybody... Wants to make fun of when Tony Khan says he has a major announcement. Oh, here he goes again with another announcement. But 99% of the time, the man delivers on his announcements. Oh, yeah. Whether people want to admit it or not. Let the fantasy booking begin Uh, with that, folks. Um, mm. But he he delivers 99% of the time on these these announcements. Um, And there's a lot of people on Twitter that, that even afterward try to downplay it. You saw no, it. you don't like, say. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, it's not that big a deal. And, and this is another complaint I heard was that this is just catering to the hardcore wrestling fans. Well, so what? <laughs> Let us have something. But the thing is, it's like forever. I remember when I was watching back when I was watching WWE, I was thinking, just give give us what we want. Like, give us yeah. something that the fans want to see. And that's, again, one of the frustrations that that caused me to, to step away from it. I got frustrated with stuff. It's yeah. like, whatever. Now we have a wrestling company that, that legit is catering to the hardcore wrestling fans, the fans that are already there yeah. with this thing. And you hear people complain about that. <laughs> People like to complain about complaining. Like, how dare he do something that wrestling fans would be excited about? I know. I, 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 I the, the cheek of the guy. I know. You know? And I understand it's the the people that try to be so business-minded of like, well, how are they going to – they're not getting any new fans by this. One, they may. They may be getting other international fans, which is something that yeah. does count. Um, we have an international fan on this podcast. It's yeah. not – it's not all about necessarily growing the American audience, which you do want to. I think that's where it could so many get people more like Japanese fans, yes, including on it. Because yeah. look, I don't know what, what AEW is like over there because I'm not there. But sure. if you're crossing over one of the biggest promotions, mm-hmm. one of the biggest promotions in the world, if you want to even go there, but that's yeah. quite predominant 
in you know Japanese wrestling. Yes. With you know this, what some people still already call this little indie startup AEW, <laughs> yeah. doing quite well. Yeah, um, doing all plus right. them together, you already get a lot of AEW wrestlers going over there anyway. Yeah. So why not just combine them and let you know the Japanese fans see the wrestling in America and then let the American fans watch New Japan stuff live. <laughs> yeah. Once again, nothing to do with us English people over here because <laughs> no one gives a crap. Apart from WWE, apparently, because they're bringing something over here. They, they right. are. I, I was. Are you excited about that? No. <laughs> okay. But no, I'm it's... moving for that. <laughs> Sarah's moving to the U.S. temporarily. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> though, but it, it is important, and, and it's big and growing that international audience. And and I know there would be some that would say, "Well, look, we've already seen some New Japan." intertwined with AEW already um so what is that done but this is completely different and i think once we get to the show uh people realize how big of a deal this is going to be because it's not just hey there's somebody from AEW showing up at new japan or somebody from new japan showing up you know like kenta technically he was the first new japan contract yep. of talent showing up on AEW. it's not just that it is a full show that i think is going to be uh, a spectacle uh, because you're going to have a show full of New Japan versus AEW. And, and not and, just that, though, because from that, you literally then have so many branch-offs. Yes. The storylines that can intertwine and Ring of Honor may somehow get involved with that. So it's well, yeah. just huge. Yeah, because you, you assume with the building of Ring of Honor that there's going to yeah. be... Um, I mean, obviously... I mean, if people are listening to this going, duh, come on, man, AEW Ring of Honor, they're, they're under the same yeah. umbrella. But if you're trying to establish that brand, I think mm-hmm. a, a pay-per-view like this, uh, when you have a lot of eyeballs on it, would be important to represent that brand name mm-hmm. to try to start establishing that to set up that uh, that show. It also um, will help AEW fans like myself. That's not that, you know into new japan stuff i'll watch it if mox mm-hmm. has something to do with it yeah obviously. um that just leads me anywhere but yeah it will also introduce a lot of imagine like look at the kids that are in AEW shows they will be watching new japan stuff live which mm-hmm. i think like generations before us would have wished could have happened yeah they're gonna get that and that's one way to hook them in for life yeah yeah <laughs> you got them you get them young you got them <laughs> yep, and it's creating this buzz, and and like I said you get them for life. Like you said, you get them, you, you hook them in for this. That's it's important for growing that audience. Mm. Um, it, number one, you want to retain it, but it's a, a matter of creating that buzz. Do you get a few more eyeballs on this, mm-hmm. whether they be international or U.S. And and if it's a really good show, you hang on to those. It's that retention, yep. and I think AEW has done a great job so far of retaining their audience. Oh, I that's the one thing you have seen where you, you yeah, well, you haven't seen the three million viewers uh, mm-hmm. live for an episode. I know everybody's, you know, hooked into these ratings and things, which it is what it is, especially with the way uh, people get content now. Um, mm. You know, you're, you don't count as a, as a U.S. rating, but yet you watch it yeah, exactly. every, every week. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there are different ways, and I think the 
the way that people look at ratings and the way that it's gauged of how many people watch will, will change. It's obviously changing now. It's going to change even more in the next five years, I'm sure. Um, but I, I think you will grow. They can grow a bigger audience, even if you don't see that with the ratings that you see each week from like Show Buzz Daily or whatever it comes from. The Nielsen. The way ratings. I look at the ratings thing, though, is you say, "Oh yeah, well, AEW's not cracking a million. But for a company that started three years ago, mm-hmm. they are doing better than established companies like Impact. Yeah. Than yep. after WWE, and they trashed. NXT when they were head to head. So I wouldn't, you know, go, oh, they're not doing well. They are, you know, right, okay, not right up behind, but they're behind WWE. But WWE has had its foot in Mm. that for donkey's years. Yeah. Yeah. AW is three years old. Um, But it's going to be hard to crack into that popularity but it's it's getting there and it's going to take time it's a it's a long game right mm-hmm. it's 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 it takes a while to establish that yep. but i think things like this like this new japan show this is big i mean this is you know this is what i would have loved to have seen as a fan of wcw back in the 90s would have loved for there to have been an opportunity who wouldn't and if you're out there right now and you say oh, i don't want to see that no you're lying you would have <laughs> loved to see a wcw wwf Mm. super show back then but this is the AEW new japan this is a chance to have two major major companies have a crossover pay-per-view and have fantasy matchups that wrestling pro wrestling hardcore fans have been talking about for a while because there's a chance we could get cm punk versus okada you know there we could get danielson versus okada uh, automatically your your fantasy matchups seem to start with Okada. Every time somebody <laughs> talks, it's like, Ooh, who's Okada going to face? Okada Danielson? Okada Punk? I feel bad for Okada. He must just okay. be going, could I not <laughs> just have some time off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moxley versus Tanahashi. Uh, this is like an obvious one, right? This is It's got to happen. You would think. Or they could go, they could do Okada and Tanahashi versus Danielson and Moxley. Oh, Black, Blackpool Combat Club oh, team up. You could have a eight man tag where Blackpool Combat Club gets shooter. Oh, <laughs> see, and there's uh, a good there's a good chance with with the, to try to work in as much talent as possible. We yeah. will get we will get some eight man tags. Oh, hundred percent. Ten man tag, maybe a battle royale. Who knows? Just craziness. But um, my hope is that we get at least two really, really big singles matches. Yes. I hope Kenny Omega's back for it. Yeah, that's another question. Is the two people, key people that are out right now is Ibushi, mm. which it doesn't look like Ibushi's going to be back. I think his situation, I'm not, I'm not 100% into the, his injury. Like, I know everything about it, but um, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back uh, by then. There's an outside shot that Kenny could uh, at least appear. Yeah. If not um, wrestle, so that would that would be huge just to have him back, even if he just shows up on the show. He's got to show up in some way on the show. I would you just would think. love to be in a room when Eddie Kingston found out this was happening, because <laughs> <laughs> he would have popped his little head off. Yeah. Um, oh. But also, just think of like when you like you're saying, "Oh, it's amazing for fans." Think of like the young talent in AEW. What this is like. Like meaning for them, like this is yeah, 
like golden opportunity to just soak up as much knowledge as you can while you've got it. Yes. It's ridiculous. This could pay dividends down the road. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. Not just with the relationship with New Japan, no. but, um, yeah, you're right. We grow in the young talents in the locker room, in both locker rooms. Exactly. Uh, for that matter. And if you want to know, like, how, like, significant this is. So my friend that's just started watching AEW, I talk about him quite a bit. Anyway, he has family in Chicago because his wife is from Chicago. He has just come back. He was meant to be going back to Chicago mm-hmm. at the beginning. No, sorry, at the middle of July. I told him about this pay-per-view because it's in Chicago. And yes. it's really near to where his like in-laws are. And he is now trying to convince his wife they need to go earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I literally told him and he went, hang on a minute. That's only a few weeks before I was like meant to go oh, I've got to talk to the missus got to line it up <laughs> so he's going to use the excuse of you'll get to see your family for longer <laughs> and I'll get to see some wrestling and I'll go to a pay-per-view <laughs> yeah. you just talked about it. it's in Chicago yeah. June 26th at the United Center yeah. uh, if you missed that announcement but <laughs> and I'll just be in the UK because we get nothing <laughs> okay <laughs> apart from WWE but okay, no. yeah. <laughs> it we're AEW's coming. Uh, this gonna be we're gonna get to that announcement. Tony Khan's blowing through his major announcements. He's gonna get to that major announcement eventually. It's coming. I, it I better blinking or it's coming. It better happen this side of me being forty. So you've you got five years, TK. <laughs> so do you think this is gonna be a yearly thing? This pay per view, uh, like oh do my God, could you imagine every year around the same time have Forbidden Door? That would be cool. That actually would be insane. And you could keep a couple of little storylines flowing throughout the year. I don't, it's like, I don't want to see like any kind of major angles throughout the year necessarily no, between no, no, the no, two no. companies, like to, to make it feel special once you build up to it. Mm. Um, so it's not constantly, just every now and then something to, to kindle the flame yeah. uh, when you get closer to, to June. Uh, but June seems like a pretty good time to be having it every year. Um, I, would, I, would, I would like that. And I also think this could uh, add for some fun for the G1 tournament for ha- to have yes. AEW talent more heavily featured in the G1 each year. And that alone um, could sway some people to either want to stay with AEW or come to AEW because if it is a major wrestling company you can work for in the U.S. Yeah. that also allows you to work the G1 tournament. And to work with New Japan. That's always been there, it's felt Mm -hmm. like, since the beginning, kind of. Especially with Moxley. Because that was the thing with Moxley. And now it's the thing with Brian Danielson. I know he wants to do that, too. Um, But I think think it can be a a big selling point for... If somebody's back and forth, like, "Eh, well, you know what? A lot more freedom here. I can go work New Japan. A lot of guys want to do that. And also, I just want to say, I love how, like... Obviously, when Tony Khan does these announcements himself, mm-hmm. he has a way of saying things that don't sound like Tony Khan. Um, mm. I don't know what it is, but he just gets very excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that he started, and then Adam Cole was like, no, 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 I'm going to take it from here. And I was just uh, like, TK yes. was like, what? And then Jay White appears. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Yeah. 
I did. That's when, a when very I, clever way yeah. of doing it without TK yeah. saying it. But he's to, there. But I just take the, to, I just take the mic out of his I hand. just stood there going. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Why am I even out here right now? Uh, but yeah, I do love that. I love that they figured out a creative way to get the mm. microphone out of Tony Khan's hands. Brilliant. Although, his, brilliant. although his reaction to, to <laughs> JY walking out was a little over the top. Like, seriously, oh. that version of Tony Khan will be me if I ever see any AEW wrestler ever in my life. It's, it's so. Like, over I was the like, top. oh my God. <laughs> Who's that? His eyes as big as saucers. And then um. I will just collapse from sheer like hyperventilation because I won't be able to poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, such such a big deal. There's there's a lot. There's always a lot for us to get excited about with AEW. But mm. I think this this is uh, this it feels is... like every time we do this podcast, we're like, oh my god, guess what's happening? I know. Um, <laughs> It, but we, you know, and, and it, I don't want it to be taken away from, like, we do have another pay-per-view before then, too. Do we? we oh, do. yeah. <laughs> Double or Nothing is in May. Uh, May 23rd, 4th. I forgot exactly. But poor, little, poor little Double or Nothing. Uh, poor Double or Nothing. Poor Las Vegas. What are they going to do? It's still going to be an awesome show. Vegas is there going, hello, it's Vegas. They're going to have to, they're going to have to play it, um, Balance things out to to build up this pay per view when you have another pay per view. Yeah, they're like, gonna you know, have a month to later stack uh, this. Yeah, and I, I got a feeling it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, an awesome show. Oh, 100%. Uh, in Las Vegas, even though that's not really what we're talking about right now. Nope. Uh, we're skipping ahead, but before we skip too far ahead, I'm gonna run down the matches from Dynamite and Rampage this week, and then we'll get into some more talking points. Um, on Dynamite this week, which was April 20th, 2022, CM Punk defeated the natural Dustin Rhodes in an excellent opener. My Lord, Dustin Rhodes, he just surprises me every time with how good He's he brilliant. is. It shouldn't surprise me, but I just realized how good he is at what he does at his age. He's just amazing. Um, great match. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club defeated Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Brock Anderson. So good. Yep, and I want to point out that Darius Martin is out injured again. It seems it like he sucks. will be out for extended time again. So I hate that he just came back. We were excited about Top Flight and uh, knew something was up when Dante was in this match without yeah. his brother. And you're like, whoa, what's up? That's what's yep. up. So get well soon, Darius. Uh, Warlow defeated the Butcher. <laughs> Uh-huh. Another roadblock thrown in his way. Uh, and so good. There will be another roadblock coming, too. Oh, oh even, even more formidable roadblock. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Jungle Boy in the Owen Hart Cup Yay, qualifier. That was an awesome match. That was brilliant. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly went over clean over Jungle Boy, too. I know. That was so mm-hmm. important as well, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hook. In his dynamite debut match, defeated Anthony Henry uh, with a little bit of interaction with uh, Danhausen. But we'll, we will get to that uh, in our topics. We will be talking about hooking Danhausen. I'm so good. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, made her return—a big return in Pittsburgh. 
uh, and defeated Danielle Camella in the Owen Hart Cup qualifying match. Um, came out with uh, two members of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, one of those being Najee Harris from the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. That was awesome. That was cool. And Najee, actually, I'm not sure if you noticed this, tried to grab the mic and cut a yeah. promo. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, man? You're going into business for yourself. But they had already cut the mic. He was seemed disappointed. But I was like, dude, he was trying to shoot a shot while he had a chance, man. He was yeah, like, I'm going to cool. cut my promo. Uh, anyways. Um, Darby Allen defeated Drade El Idolo in the main event. And Jose um, took his shirt off again. Yeah, uh, Jose, don't take your shirt off when you have a Jeez, coffin with thumbtacks in the lid, dude. I wonder, idea. honestly, I want to tell her how much she regretted that in that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. Uh, then on Rampage, which was April 22nd, 2022, Adam Cole in bye, a bye. dream match uh, defeated Tomohiro Ishii in a Owen Hart Cup qualifier match. Uh, the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer defeated Serpentico in a warm up for. Well, sort of didn't even defeat him, just generally killed him. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the business what you call a squash. It was more than a squash. It was a squishy squash. Squishy squash squash. Uh, Mad King Eddie Kingston yeah, defeated yeah. Daniel Garcia. Oh. It ripped apart my heart, but gotta learn, Garcia. Gotta yeah, learn. He, he sent a message to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Specifically I actually Christian. started to feel really bad for Daniel Garcia towards the end because <laughs> he just looked like he was like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, <laughs> like, wrong where, side. <laughs> where are my friends? But yeah, everybody was banned from the arena. So uh, nobody there to help Mr. Garcia this, okay. this time. And in the main event, uh, TBS champion Jay Cargill successfully defended her belt against the problem Marina Shafir. It's not Excellent much of a problem match. anymore. No, <laughs> not, not anymore. I did like this match, though. We'll, yeah. we'll, we will talk about this in the topics, too. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun match. Uh, so we've already talked about uh, our number one topic, which was the New Japan AEW Super Show yep. Forbidden Door. Uh, now, I want to talk about the build-up to Double or Nothing, specifically two matches that look like they are locks for that show, and that is Punk versus Page for the world title and MJF versus Wardlow. How do you like the build in both of these um, feuds? Because it looks like now it's not official. We could have these matches before then, for all we know. But th- these two, if you're going to have two big matches for this show, th- these look like no, no-brainers, MJF, Wardlow, and Punk Page. Mm. So I, I I sort of the punk hangman thing is one of them build ups that is just happening. There's not actually any kind of major background to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Wardlow and MJF, it feels like this is like along the lines of Omega Hangman storytelling um all of a sudden. I mean yeah. the fact that Wardlow had to be handcuffed <laughs> without music walking to the ring. That was so match. well done. That Do was his match, so well and then done. as soon as he got out, handcuffed again, and I'm just there going, okay, it's great. It's Wardlow being handcuffed. Yep, all right. The, uh, <laughs> the way that was done, it's, it was almost like 
like like Wardlow is this super villain. Like they just hey, let Domino. out. Yeah, they just let out of prison for this match. We got to lock you up and take you Do back. You know to what yourself. it reminded me of? Although he's the good guy, you know it's... the the Suicide Squad where the like where they brought out um like handcuffed and stuff, and then they get to do the thing. Um, right. It's just, it was just brilliant, and then just MJF and Sean Spears up in the box, just throwing, cop- throwing popcorn. popcorn at people. <laughs> and wasn't just funny that when MJF may just turn me off popcorn or something along those lines? <laughs> I was just, yeah, it's just, it's just brilliant. I'm so excited for this because I just, I just want Wardlow to just run through MJF so yeah. much. And you're right. the The build, you're you're correct when you you said there. This is more Page Omega and in, in the build. This has been building since day one. Since since Warlow became the the protection basically for MJF, mm. it's been that okay. It, this is eventually going to turn sour. Yeah. So it's taken this long for it to sour. And now we're we're building finally to the match. So you're right. This has been building for a long time is when this is gonna happen. I think it's it's peaking perfectly. Yeah. Like it's it's just now getting right where we're gonna get a chance to eat it for double or nothing. So I think it's gonna be a perfect timing with this. I think it's built built yeah. very well. Yeah, where punk and page just kind of happen, but I do think where it doesn't have the longevity in the story like like this has, like like Wardlow uh MJF has. I think since Punk came in, it's been, is he going to get a title shot? Um, because I think he mentioned early on that he wanted gold. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had that chance yet. So while it hasn't been personally Punk um, Page or Punk Hangman, it's, it's been about, is he going to get that chance? And now um, we feel like this is the first time in Hangman's Rain that he has a shot at losing this title, a legitimate shot. Mm. Uh, and I have a feeling that it, it may get personal going forward. Now that they've seen, been face to face, you never know. You know the 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 story with with Punk, with his uh, him being straight edge, and the the past history with Hangman of him being a, a heavy drinker, which he just coincidentally started doing again. Um, mm. So it could get personal. It, yeah. That, that could peak at the right time, too. I'm not I sure think there's a long Punk's going to lean a bit more into like some heel side as well. Mm-hmm. We've seen it already. We've seen hints of it anyways. Mm. Um, moving on to the women's division. Jade versus Marina Shafir on Rampage. Great match between the, them two. Oh, and I think it's really important, um, really important for Jade because that's number 30 for her. She's, she's 30 and 0. Yeah. Uh, now on her winning streak. Uh, again, they're putting heavily, heavy emphasis on that record. Uh, but I think it, it could be even bigger for Marina Shafir because her debut was, eh. you know, it, it was on the same show with, with Satnam Singh and his debut was, eh. Both, yeah. Eh. But since then, you know, on parallels, they, they've both kind of taken an upswing in a way. And I think in this match with Jade, Marina Shafir uh, upped her stock a little bit because I thought she looked really, really good in defeat. I think, I think, I think a lot of people may have seen in this match what a lot of people uh, thought they were going to see in that opener with her, her, I mean, her debut. Uh, and I think that says a lot about Jade too, but I think it, it, do, it does bode well for Shafir and her future in AEW. Yeah, and I mean, 
every time Jay Cargill is in a match now, you can just see how amazingly naturally gifted she is as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like the fact of how far she's come in the space of time, she's had to like, you know, kind of become this wrestler is ridiculous. Yeah. For a while, I'm watching these Jade matches, really looking for her improvements. Mm. Um, where in this match, I kind of took it for granted that she was just going to be good. She yeah. was going to be good. And now I was more watching for Marina Shafir if, if she could if she could have a better showing than she did her first match. So that, that, that says a lot about Jade, the fact that I didn't even really – I'm like, okay, well, I know Jade's going to look good now. Yeah. So now what is Marina going to show me? Mm. Um, so that's that's good. That my mindset has already shifted from worrying about how Jade's going to look to how someone else is going to look against Jade. Yeah. Um, yep, she is progressing just fine. Uh, I think that the stories of, of Brian Danielson working with her, if that's true, it's it's done a great job. I think he should. I think he should basically work with everybody. Yes, everybody. <laughs> just work with everybody backstage. I also, I am actually like really happy for Jade in the fact that it seems like the crowd has turned around as well with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think you can watch her anymore and not be impressed and, like, bold over how fantastic she is. So you yeah. just have to... You, you have no choice these days. Yeah, she's getting a lot more respect from the crowd yeah. now. All right. Danhausen <laughs> apparently wants to pick a fight with Hook. Uh, he... Yeah. After Hook's win on Dynamite, Danhausen put his finger actually touched Hook's chest, said if he couldn't curse him, that he was going to fight him, which I think was a mistake. Uh, Even Dan Housel thought it was a mistake. Yeah, oops. And then on, on Rampage, he like stomped Hook's chips into the ground, apparently thinking chips, uh, Hook's chips have some kind of special power that are keeping the, or protecting from the curses. And we heard Hook utter some words on AEW TV, which is rare. He Very said, bad. you wanted my attention, you got it now. Are we going to get Hook versus Danhausen? Because I don't want that. I don't think I want Hook versus Danhausen. I think we are. Hmm. I just don't know how we're going to go about it. Either that, either that or what we're going to get is kind of a build-up where there's a lot of... With Team Taz, Dan Hart, all that stuff can start. Like what they did with Derby, really. Like, where they're just targeting. And because, obviously, you've mm. got the whole thing, Dan Housen and, like, best friends and all that type of stuff. I don't think it's going to go directly into Hook Dan Housen because, like we've said, there's not much there at the moment. But I definitely think it'll end up building to something. But I do believe that Team Taz more than likely will become more involved. I I will say it is interesting that you mentioned Team Taz, how Team Taz seems to be working separate from Hook completely right now. Um, You don't see them together a whole lot. Like, I can't – and I may be wrong. Maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly, but – 
it's it seems like it's been a while since I've seen Hook with Hobbs and Starks. Hobbs and Starks have been tied up with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland right now. Mm. Um, and Hook's kind of been doing his own thing. I know we saw Taz come out and help uh, Hobbs and, and Starks the other day. Um, so he's been involved with them, and, and we've heard Taz on commentary for Hook matches, but not involved with things. So it's, it's, there's still that, obviously, the connection. I mean, Hook is Team Taz, and Hook is Taz's son, so there's that connection. But they really haven't been together as like a, a group in a while, have they? No, but I don't even think that's anything to read into, because if you look at it from the aspect of if you enter into kayfabe world and put yourself there, if you look mm-hmm. at it from the perspective that Hook wants to kind of, you know, does not just want to be known as Taz's son. So he's yeah. kind of doing his thing. And you could respect the fact that Taz may have said to Ricky and Hobbs, look, for now, just let him do what he needs to do. We'll yeah. sort our own stuff out. If yeah. he needs us, we've got it. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort yeah. of kind of like, like basically, like if you've got like, you know, an all-star athlete in your family, they don't want yeah. to kind of, you know, go doing stuff that you want to do. They want to go, you know, carve do their, their own, own thing. path out. Mm-hmm. True. But if you ever need the family, they're yeah. 100% there for you. I, I would be interested if, just talking about the Team Taz situation, if, if I, I still, in my heart, in my heart, I still hope they don't fight. I still hope somehow <laughs> Hook becomes Dan Housen's guardian angel. This is what I wanted, and it doesn't. When I saw his finger touch his chest and that whole, I was like, oh, man, now see, you just ruined my story. But if he doesn't, if if Team Taz does get involved with this and Dan Housen, I mean, sorry, Hook doesn't want him involved, Dan Housen could become the downfall between Hook and Team Taz. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I'm, there, are, there is so many so, avenues for this. But don't forget, Dan Housen said he wanted to fight but Hook only said that he got his attention. Yes, he didn't say he wanted to fight him. You're no. right. I'm holding out hope. Thank and you. Also, Thank you for giving me hope. And also, <laughs> don't forget, if Hobbs and Ricky are going with Swerve and Keith Lee, there's nothing to say that, you know, Dan Housen could play into that, draw Hook out, and you've got then the whole, you know, mm-hmm. situation. True. Hmm. Maybe he'll maybe he'll he'll curse uh, Ricky and Hobbs. Maybe that's what's not a word to curse Ricky. <laughs> Leave Ricky alone. Just this one time. No, nope. just one sassy curse. Nope. All right. Ricky will just bounce that off because of his sassy. <laughs> Team Taz can't be cursed. That's the thing. All right, I'm gonna throw another scenario at you, and this does not involve uh, uh, guardian angels and curses and all that stuff. Um, looking at the Owen Hart tournament, on the same show, Rampage, we had both Adam Cole and Britt Baker qualify for the tournament for yes. their respective sides. What are the odds that that couple win the tournament? Britt wins the women's side and Adam Cole wins the men's. Neither have a title. Adam Cole's lost both of his shots at the world title. Britt Baker just recently dropped her women's title. What if they win the cups? Um, it's not, you know, like it's not an impossible thing. No, but I think with AEW, they the very careful leaned into the whole 
because they did the whole Adam Cole Brit thing for a little bit and then mm-hmm. it stopped. They, just, they teased it. They teased it. Yeah, yeah. they teased it. I yeah. don't necessarily think it's a good idea to have mm-hmm. it go that way. Um, but hey. Yeah, because Sammy and Ty happened, so. Yeah, even with that, you can have them win it, celebrate together, and then you can rub it in people's faces going forward that, that they both won it, but not have it be a an on-screen thing all the time. Mm. But I don't know. I just think there's I, an I opportunity. Th- I, think, I think the only way I'd be able to make my decision is when we've seen the whole brackets. Bracket, yeah. Because yeah. without that information, because at the moment... Who goes through between Cash and Dax? That is that is a massive, massive matchup. First time ever and only time ever. Who goes through between them two? I mean, that's I mean, we're again, this isn't the tournament. This is the qualifier. Yeah. That's just crazy. Like we're getting this major matchup of two basically brothers in this tag team. I know not by blood, but they are they're brothers. They've been they're bonded for so much. Together for so long. And yeah, first time ever facing like who who goes on in this? Um and what type of match are we gonna get between the two guys that they respect each other, but they're but, they res- I feel like they respect each other to the point where they're not gonna let up either. It's gonna be But also the other thing is is they know each other's skill set. They know them they know each move inside out. Yeah. They've been together that long that yeah. they basically could probably, you know, like forecast what the next five moves are, you know, like well in advance. So, and also with like their entire, you know, cut in the ring in half situation and, you know, all the grappling. Mm-hmm. How is it even going to like, finish never mind how's it gonna like you know start or anything (laughs) yeah uh it's 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 gonna be a um it's gonna be an interesting matchup my assumption is i mean i i know either man could go if i have one to go with i'm i'm going with dax in this um i know of of his love for bret hart and for the hearts in general Mm. um so i would i would i mean either either could go through but if I got a guy I'm pulling for because I know uh, how much it would mean to him, I'm I'm definitely in Team Dax. In this you one. see, that's it's who, hard to pick. That's that's who I would lean to, but I'm I'm wondering if not that you want to split them up because mm-hmm. not at all. But I'm just wondering if there's a bit more story if Cash does it. There may because be because I always feel like. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I always feel like that's is the like the forefront of it all. Yeah. He's the one that mainly does a lot of the promos he and does. all that type of stuff and mm-hmm. a lot on the forefront. Um and obviously like you know, Cash did that high spot, which yeah. lost them the titles. Against yeah. So I sort of feel like that is sort of the obvious choice to go to. It does seem like it. Mm-hmm. But if Cash did it have you got a bit more of a story that you can go into? Not where they split up, but you could have some kind of little riff that then you could delve deeper into that as a story between them. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with AEW and tag teams; they don't 
split up a ton of tag team. And, and so this is, a, this is a good way to get a tag team matched up against each other mm. without splitting them up. Like, I don't is, think AEW splits up tag teams that have come in as now, tag teams. Yeah, and especially if they don't want to be split up. Yeah. You know, it, that's, that's, that's a big thing. It's not just splitting them up for the sake of splitting them up because, hey, we just want to see you face each other and we got to mm. get a feud going here or something. But, yeah, yeah I, I feel like they wouldn't do it unless the team wanted to, and I don't think FTR oh, God, no. feel like we'd ever want to. So I think I, I love that we, we they figured out a way to get them to face each other but not have it. Because if you also – They did the same thing with, with uh, Phoenix and um, – Penta a while back. You yeah. had a reason for them to face each other, but didn't split the tag team up. But also, you've got to think that if it comes down to it, if there is a bit of a rip between them, mm. as kind of like some undertones, they've got two sets of tag belts. If True. there's an issue between them and they go into a tag match yeah. for one of them sets of belts... It could give a reason for him to lose the belts. Yeah. Yeah, and and save them where it yeah. doesn't. Hey, there was this built-in reason. You're right. Good thinking. Good thinking. Um, it so it doesn't have to lead to a split, but just enough of a rift uh, to lose it gives, the belt. It also then, gives you the opportunity to explore more about them the as individuals and them mm-hmm. as they are together. There are layers, folks. Layers. Layers. Speaking of layers, Dan Lambert has layers. Ugh. Who knew that one of his layers was a babyface layer? <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I feel you're, like I've entered into a completely different timeline. Your worst fear has come true. It's not good. Dan Lambert has become a babyface across from Sammy and Ty. Look, um, I'm all for Sammy and Ty <laughs> doing whatever they want. They are grown adults. Um, they can make their own decisions. Yeah. And, you know, be in love. It's awesome. I 100% agree. But I will never forgive you for this. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> what have you done to the world? Oh. oh, my God, no. Yeah. I didn't want to go too in-depth with it. I just want to get your, your reaction to Lambert. I wasn't a huge fan of this promo, by the way. No, I say that not not a huge fan, and I'm, I'm not, not a look. huge fan of this entire thing that's going on. Look, not because of other people's reasons for it. I just, yeah, I've never been kind of the person that's like couples in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know just me, don't I, my belt. Yeah. You know me. I do. I do think there is a a, a high upside with with this 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 couple because I do like them and I do. I want to see. I want to give them time to figure out these characters and see where they want to go with it. I think there could be good stuff there. The Lambert thing. You know, I wasn't. I was like, no way. I'm not gonna ever get behind a Lambert baby face character. Here's my thing with him though. There is. There's good stuff. He has, he's good at throwing the zingers and like cutting somebody down, especially when when you got an easy target. Right now, with the way Ty and Sammy are telegraphing everything, they make themselves easy targets as far as they give somebody like that a lot of material where they can just throw it back at them. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. kind of thing, and they know what they're doing. That's what it's for. Um, that's part of the story. However, if if is that. 90% of the stuff he says, like, I'm cool with. Like, I just think he's burning them. I got you. But then there's that 10% of it. He goes just too far for mm-hmm. me. 
yeah. into into the the sexual side of things and the cutting down the women part of things and yeah. just a little too far for my taste. And mm-hmm. I think if if he if if they're gonna go baby face, if if he toned down that part, cut that ten percent out, I think I could get behind uh, a baby face Lambert just just roasting folks out there because he's good at roasting people. It's just I, in my for me, he takes it too far. I'm like, okay, I can't get behind it now. See, I was with you for ninety percent. Yeah. Me. Um, so I hope they they tweak his character just a bit to get rid of the the sexist comments and roast people in other ways. I think he would. I think I could almost get behind a babyface Lambert that way. But we got to get rid of that other stuff, man. We got to uh, get rid of that ten percent. All right. Um, uh, you ha- any more any more topics you want to discuss before we get to the question and answers? Um, I don't think so. All right. Well, we'll jump right into the Q&A. And we only have two this week, and they're both from Ted, the Hillbilly Hill. Uh, the first one is, with Diana Peraza losing her AAA championship belt and now just having the Ring of Honor championship, is that a sign that she will be coming to Ring of Honor and AEW? Um. I'm not really up to date with any of this, so mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> um, her, and I'm sure Ted knows this too, but her, I know her contract with Impact, I think, runs through this year. So as far as her actually signing a Ring of Honor or AEW, that nah, wouldn't happen until, you know, after 2022. I believe I'm remembering that correctly. Um, however, that does not mean she can't make an appearance because she does have the Ring of Honor women's title, just as Ted says. So I could, you know, obviously I, I'm hoping she makes an appearance soon to defend that title. Uh, so, however, if there are plans to sign her uh, later down the road for her to make a couple appearances sporadically to defend it and eventually sign, I think that would be okay, even if she hung on to that Ring of Honor title. Um she has to face Mercedes Martinez at some point because Mercedes has the interim title. Uh, Deanna has the actual title. So that, that match has got to take place at some point. So um, hopefully sometime soon, mm. especially with Ring of Honor, uh, they get a TV uh, deal in place. I'm hoping she, that would be, that would honestly, that would be a really cool main event for the first Ring of Honor TV show, wherever that takes place. Imagine that a main event of Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Peraza to crown the official Ring of Honor champion. That would be pretty cool. A Ring of Honor women's champion. That would be a nice main event, so I don't know. His other question is, what predictions do you have next for Andrade and the AFO? I have no idea what their plan is because I feel with Andrade, every time something starts... He hits a wall, and yeah, I feel like this is what happened with Miro, <laughs> and then Miro kind of went away and reinvented himself. But I don't, I don't know where Andrade can go, unless and I hope this isn't true. He's gonna become one of MJF's, you know, like on hand people. Mm-hmm. Like just pass his money to, him and things happen. Yeah. Um, I I don't know because I, I generally expected 
something else from him than what we're getting. Yeah. He's so talented as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't get where we can go from what he's doing. Yeah, because you look at like the just them as a group, the Andrade family office, which I, I kind of hope they just change that name eventually. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of just carrying that over from what Hardy had. Um, but you look at some groups they could feud with. They could feud with the House of Black. But that's not going to go well for the Andrade family no. office. So I'm not a fan of that, even though it would be a fun feud. I want Andrade and that group to win something. You could have a feud with Team Taz, but, eh, you know. You can't have Team Taz lose anything at the moment. So it's, it's kind of tricky. But uh, once some feuds that are happening right now are done, have the AFO feud with the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, once Jericho is done with Eddie, that's all finished. During this feud, you have Andrade, and I would preferably not even have Butcher and the Blade with him, just have it be private party, because I still think Butcher and the Blade look weird with that group. So just kind of whittle it down to Andrade and, and private party. I think that fits. I think that looks good. Uh, and have them play as baby faces here, because you have... You have these entertainers. Andrade is kind of, he's very dry and, and, mm. and the stuff that he says, but it comes off as pretty funny. I mean, this, the stuff he was doing with, with Darby when he was trying to buy Darby, that was pretty funny. I love that. And every time we got a little piece of that, I dug it. He was like, you know, how much for your little kid? You know, he's literally yeah. trying to buy this kid. So with these entertainers, I could see that, and especially working off of Jericho, um, I could see that comedy side of, of Andrade coming out as seeing them as entertainers and literally trying to, well, how much is it going to cost to have you entertain me? Like it's, you mm. play it that way to where he's cutting them down with his dryness and Jericho's trying to be, you're not taking me seriously. Like, We're the future and all this stuff. So you could have something happen with them. And, and I would be cool with the Jericho Appreciation Society winning the, the battle, like is the group battle, you know, because of the numbers thing or whatever. But eventually getting to a one-on-one match with Andrade and Jericho and Andrade going over. So Andrade finally wins a big match. I know we just saw Eddie Kingston win a big match against Jericho, but I still think it would be fine because Jericho is invincible. He's still, he's, you know, he, can, he can lose matches and still be fine down the road. It's okay. But I'm ready for Andrade to go over somebody big. So I think this would be – I think it would be a perfect match for Andrade to go over somebody big to have a build and have Andrade beat Jericho as a babyface, babyface Andrade. No, no, could catapult him into some better things. Cause I agree. Andrade is so good. All right. We have one bad take pancakes. This is a, uh, an oldie, but goodie. We'll put it that way. It's a throwback. <laughs> it's a throwback. It's one of those. That was a pretty terrible take you had there a while back. So yeah. this is from, April 24th, 2021. And again, we're not going to mention the tweeter's name because that's not what we do. We're just going to read the tweet. So this tweet is, AEW fans never cease to amaze me. Now I'm seeing poop heads fantasizing about them signing Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, and in parentheses, CM Punk. They think this angle on SmackDown is a shoot now. These children never learn, do they? Enjoy Christian and Paul White. That's all you're getting. 
Thanks very much, Rachel Quinns, for bringing this to our attention because it's yes. fantastic. <laughs> yes, this was supplied by Rachel Quinns, yes. sure. But not the sweeter. No. That is the difference. Yes. Um, yeah, this is hilarious because who, who's, who's in the company? Um, CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson, was Daniel Bryan? Uh, Samoa Joe. <laughs> so back in April 24th, 2021, this person thought, yeah, you're not getting these three guys. <laughs> Just have fun with Christian and Paul White, which Christian and Paul White are great. Yep. But uh, you should have named three other guys. Yeah. <laughs> any those three other guys, guys. You should have named uh, Kevin you know, Owens. Seth Rollins, <laughs> Roman Reigns, you'd have been oh pretty God, safe there. You'd have been pretty Seth safe saying, saying Roman Reigns. Yes, um, uh, it is hilarious because, yeah, um, yeah that that happened. <laughs> it's true. It's time, a funny thing. It is. <sighs> so, be careful what you tweet out there. You yeah. never know. Um, but yeah, that is a much better bad take pancake to end the show on than what we usually have. Uh, we usually have these really, really like ones you can't even laugh at. You just get mad about and feel terrible as you end the show. We don't. I don't even have to come up with a, a happy thought to end this because we can just laugh about how bad they got this this tweet wrong and and move on to the end of the show, which is where we're at. Uh, <laughs> before you go. I want to thank you all for listening, first of all, for hanging out with us. Uh, but I want to remind everybody where you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Okay. You can follow the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify if you enjoy the show, because obviously we don't get paid for this, so we get paid in stars. Uh, we don't get paid money. You can pay us in stars, five stars preferably. It would help our show get uh, noticed more. The more five-star reviews we get, the more um, ears we can be put into. That sounds really weird, but it, it would help us get into other people's ears. So we appreciate your help with that if you like the show. Uh, but thank y'all again so much for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. And I'll just be in the UK because we get nothing. <laughs> okay. Apart from WWE. <laughs> <Okay, but> no. <laughs>